Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Fasco Ryan. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers podcast, where we talk over news from the past month, all about Nintendo highlights and various other gaming tidbits. But we're not alone today. We have with us a special returning guest, if you would like to introduce yourself. Oh yeah, I am a returning guest, aren't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Oliver. I also have the username Draconian underscore Valley, which is kind of relevant now because I do things like Twitch. Is and that the Draconian yeah, Valley? Yeah, it's me. Surprise. <gasps> uh, I have... The one from the Shadow the Hedgehog playthrough, yes. Yes, oh. uh, the number one Shadow the Hedgehog streamer in, in general. <laughs> oh, what a, I, I don't... Oh, that's weird times. I play old games on Twitch. There we go. Yeah. Yes, it's great to have you back, Oliver. As you may recall, we had Oliver back um, on the channel for the Great Ace Attorney discussion. Uh, so if you haven't seen that yet and you've played Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, definitely go check that out. That's a fun one. And Ace Attorney will probably come up here again today. Mm. But uh, we've got various... It's been a lighter month in terms of news, being January. You know, there's uh, not too many news highlights, but we've got a few bits to go over. And then, of course, we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about the games we've been playing because there's a few big ones on here, which uh, mm. I'm sure we'll have many things to say about. And then there will, of course, as always, be timestamps in the description below if you want to check out the different sections. But if you're ready, guys, shall we get on started with the news? By all means, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. The first segment of the podcast, Can't Have a Podcast Without News Baby where we go over the uh, the three news highlights I was able to find of this month. And uh, <laughs> starting things off, though, is one that... Uh, a very particular reason why we have Oliver here for this month especially. Uh, Near Automata uh, had its anime uh, release. Yeah. The first few episodes have come out. I think the later ones have been delayed a bit, so there was we may the, have to wait yeah, a little bit. There's a delay due yeah. to um, the, old, um, the old Rona. Good old... Yep, <laughs> still striking Yay. its head. But we've seen a few episodes out, and I'll pass it over to you first, Oliver, as you're the, the big fan here. What do you think of the adaptation thus far? Well, it's um, it was something that we announced a while ago. I said, that's interesting, because, you know, mm. if, if you know anything about Nier, it's very, it uses the medium of a video game quite effectively, let's say. Um, yeah. But yeah, when you actually see the people behind it, it's A1 Pictures, so they've done a lot of things, quite big series from like Sword Art Online, Black Butler... More recent things, eight eighty six. Uh, they've done uh, Kage Summer, Love Is War. I, I know you're quite fond of that. Yes. That. Uh, show, they yeah. actually even did the Ace Attorney anime um, as well. So oh, I'm watching oh, that at the moment. Nice. They've done a lot of stuff, and <laughs> it's there's a bit of like grumbles about like the the the, the CG on in there, which it's a modern anime when one doesn't have bad CG, but the two D animation has been mm. really impressive. And one thing that's been quite fun about it, um, not to go into too much detail, but it's people weren't too sure like how it would be you know situated in the universe as it were if you know anything about the near the nearverse as it were there's more than just automata there's stuff be mm. before and beyond that and there's like really subtle yeah. easter eggs well they're not so subtle easter eggs in some cases but they're referencing the other, <laughs> other games as well so there's like nice little tidbits and yeah it's just been a really nice adaptation um so far like accurate enough but doing it's doing its thing in its own own way. It's a good little presentation, and it's not that like you have to play the game to understand, but also 
it doesn't seem feel like it's just going to be a substitute to watching the game. So basically, if you like the anime, play the game. If you like the game, watch the anime. Um, yeah. It's been pretty That's fun cool. so far. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the... Uh, I think it's the first three episodes that I've yep. watched at least. And, uh, I mean, like you said, there were some bits with, like, the CG bits with the mechs that were a bit off, but other than that tiny detail, which isn't a big deal, the animation is beautiful. Mm. Hearing the music from the game in there... Well, yeah. Just returning... I mean, it goes without saying that it's beautiful and very atmospheric. And even, like, the little bits, like... Again, without going too much into specifics, but how the second episode focused this little background plot on one of the machines and its life and what it was going through. So it doesn't just, you know, it takes time away from just the main stuff as well to sort of set up environment and backstory. And it's it's clearly there's a lot of passion into it. They know what they're doing here. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of this. And honestly, more video game adaptations of anime because when they happen, they're usually quite good. So... Hmm. Yeah. I've, uh, that's true. I've been enjoying the Ace Attorney one. That, uh, that could be its whole other topic, but that's been a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, definitely glad they I will that. ask, as, as someone who has no idea about Nier, because I'm still blind, I want to play it at some point, mm. uh, does the, the anime follow like the game's events, or does it kind of do its own thing? Well, yeah, it is It is based on the events of the story of, of, of a game. Okay. So mm. it, it sort of go, goes through it in sequence. Um, but as I said, it's like... It's an adaptation of it, so obviously it's probably not going to cover everything, and you're not going to be seeing too much details of everything. And I don't expect it to touch on all the side quests, but there, there have been some references to like some side quests and like the background or so, which is quite interesting. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, it's like if you know, it's like wait a minute, that's cool. Whereas other people, are, oh, <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little background detail, that's all, all right. But I mean, you know, I'm I'm going to say consume it all. If you haven't played it, do play it because it's a also. A good mm-hmm. game. It's not just me saying it. As and one it's of on the Switch series. now. <laughs> it is. It is. That's that's, that's the thing. Oh, like yeah. it's the ports. I've not actually picked it up myself, but from people I know who have, um, it's a really impressive port, which is yeah, very well. It's like a coin toss of ports. It's either you know <laughs> really good and runs really well and is able to convey the game perfectly, or it's Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, that's cool then. I'll get around to it eventually, I swear. It's in the same boat as Astral Chain as it stands. <laughs> okay, so... Add it to the long list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, now, on, moving on to our next news topic here, um, we've got another big drop, this time on NSO. Uh, <laughs> GoldenEye, finally released here. The big one that we've been waiting for. Us three actually played it together uh, uh, with our friend James, and... Uh, <laughs> It was an experience. It's so fun. It, it's yeah, yeah, it was something. Well, yeah. They, how about because um, I, I know uh, yourself, Matt. Uh, you know, you clearly had had some experience, and my experience is mostly from when I was younger, when I was like excited to kill one person in multiplayer, just out of an entire game. If I got one kill, that was a good game. Whereas, as you said, you were like comparing yourself to like going head to head with your like family members. So, mm. meanwhile, uh, we have um, you know. The GoldenEye first-time experience with uh, <laughs> a certain individual here. So yeah, how, did, how, um, how did you find that then, Kai? Yeah. Oh, the controls felt absolutely terrible when I loved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was... God, the controls, yeah, they were just so miserable. But at the same time, like, the actual game and, like, slowly getting used to it uh, was quite a fun experience. There was a point where... Um, 
I, you couldn't really tell, but I was absolutely dying. Like, I had tears in my eyes uh, during the round where we were just slapping each other. Slap, slap <laughs> oh, yeah. All I did the whole round was run in circles because the moment I tried aiming, I just could not do anything. So, oh, I just there's a lot of fun to be had there. So, um, yeah, I, I had a good time. I'm hoping that maybe I can find some way to get used to the controls a bit quicker. It's the whole... I, I know they've been saying there's, like, methods to, like, change it up or use like multiple different mm. aligned joy cons and i gave it a go but it didn't feel right like playing it like <laughs> yeah. traditionally it was like just a feel right i like feeling the old like jankiness i guess and the whole fun i guess is like everyone's playing on the same level of yeah silly controls and mm-hmm. yeah it even by itself like the single player is quite fun by itself i've been going through that this week when i've been able to have time to and it's just been it's just a huge wave of nostalgia, and it's, it's like you can tell it's come a long way, but also it kind of does hold up in a way. You can you can see it's good to see like the early days of like that whole like arena-based multiplayer shooter, which we've come to like just see everywhere, but to actually mm-hmm. experience yeah. that. But it was as we were saying, like when they announced the Switch Online, all those sorts of things, like oh, it'd be cool if they did N64 games. Like, if they did N64 games, we get Mario Kart and even GoldenEye Online. And it's like oh, GoldenEye mm. Online multiplayer, how cool would that be? And then mm-hmm. when they announced it, the Direct, I think it was probably one of the biggest announcements of the entire Direct for some people, probably myself oh, yeah. included, actually. <laughs> so I don't care what Tears of a Kingdom, what's that? GoldenEye 64, online <laughs> multiplayer. Just, and it, yeah, playing it all together, just even, you know, Switch Online, you still have to use the same split screen, which is honestly, that's part of the entire fun, you know, screen, share, screen sharing and, you know, screen sniping, as it were. It's just yeah, it's... It's the proper old classic experience, and we can now experience it much easier. Yeah, it's it's just making it so much more accessible is the fun part, because like I said, I, I played it a bit before. My uncle uh, gave me his old Nintendo 64, and from now and then when he comes over, we'll play it. And over the years, I've gradually been able to usurp him uh, over time. <laughs> but when he comes over, we have to like dig out the old Nintendo 64, plug it in, untangle all the controllers <laughs> and hand it here. The fact we could just boot up your Nintendo Switch and handheld and within a minute, four of us in different parts of the country are playing online together. It's just great. I mean, <laughs> this is the first play instance way. of that, right? Uh, for GoldenEye, yes. Um, even, funnily enough, it's released on the Xbox at the same time. So, oh. But it doesn't have online on Xbox, only Nintendo, which is That's a weird much. thing to think about, but... I guess Nintendo got the rights to it or whatever. Well, I guess it's how, um, it's, so it's... It's how it handles, because like, with the Switch Online, it's mm. like, you know, specifically four people like viewing the same screen as opposed to like multiple instances. If that yeah. Makes sense. So it kind of makes sense. That's true. That, because it, it's not technically on, true online multiplayer. You're playing local multiplayer. No. It's just the other three people are in, you know, completely different places. And Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's just been fun going back to it and getting other people involved as well and that's sort of the fun of the whole switch online thing you just getting to experience all the old games and this was out of all the 64 games i could think of like probably number one like really happy to see mario kart and f-zero but that was the mm. one which because it was always a bit of doubt as well that it was actually coming out because of the whole licensing it was like well we're going to eventually get f-zero yeah. right and obviously mario kart was there day one but it's like are we gonna get golden i don't think we're gonna get golden eye and then Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, very good to see that. The only thing I want now is I want the original Smash Bros because I've never got to well, play that before. That would so be I wanna... that would be really good, actually. That too. Mm. 
I suppose that's the only thing yeah. left I can think of now. <laughs> the only big one, at least, I think, yeah. Well, that uh... maybe conquers Bad Fur Day, but I don't see them adding that. <laughs> that seems less likely, but could you imagine? <laughs> I... That's next in line. Smash Bros or Conquer, I... either or would be, uh, finish off the entire thing. Yeah, I'll be happy with either. But um, let's move on to our final news topic for this month, which is maybe a bit of a downer. It depends how you look at it. Rumours are speculating or going around about E3 that neither of the big three companies, Sony, Microsoft or Nintendo, will be there. And, I mean, this feels like it's almost been a little while coming. E3's been dropping off in notoriety for years, especially it struggled to deal with it after COVID and they had to do it separately. But um, I don't know, what do you guys think about this? Do you think it's important or do you not really care? Mm, it's a bit of a mix, really, because, mm. you know, it's great to have it all in, in E3, and I think it's best when it's all that one big event that everyone takes part in and everything. Um, however, I don't think it's, like, the end of the world, because, you know, Nintendo are going to do a direct either way, E3's just a good place for it. The other companies can do their reveals in their own directs, probably. So, yeah. it's like, it's not the end of the world, it's just... You know, normally it's quite nice to have it all in one place, but it's, I'm not too fussed about it personally. It's not going to change much. Yeah, I think mm. it's just, it's like you say, they'll end up probably releasing them at the same time anyway when we do like the PlayStation Directs and obviously Nintendo Directs. Uh, they always have one during the run of it. And I guess, yeah, as you yeah. say, it's like dropping off in notoriety. So, but more and more things have started to be doing their own, you know, presentations and stuff, which... I remember when, like, the early days of Nintendo Direct, it was, like, such a sort of new novel idea. Um, yeah. And then eventually mm. other things started to... Well, they'd call them, you know, something different. I mean, what's the PlayStation... The, play, the PlayStation what isn't called PlayStation Direct, but it basically... No, it's like... People's... Stay state of play, that's it. <laughs> that's um, it, yeah. But it's literally just... Like, okay, so it's, it's a cool name, but um, it's a PlayStation Direct. Um, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> uh, you can call it whatever you want, but... <laughs> it's that's what people come to know and it's sort of, as, as you say like it's moved on to that sort of format it's been well accepted uh that and out, outside of you know game awards when they use you know world premiere sessions or whatever mm. that's sort of started to like eclipse it really um i think in recent years and i guess i suppose if, if it is like as it says just rumors or whatever it might not come to pass but i mean nintendo's never there anyway and that's kind of usually what i tune into um yeah. So it doesn't bother I mean, me too much, at least. Yeah, I, I remember when I, I first started watching, sort of following Nintendo, back when it was just E3, and, you know, it was a big thing when they'd show up there and they had their presentation live and the whole orchestra thing they'd have oh, or goodness, whatever. Yeah. It, it was it was definitely neat, but we, we've been a long way away from that for years now at this point. And like you say, every company is doing directs throughout the year. It's no longer We no longer rely on E3 for the news. We're going to get the news with or without it. So it's it might maybe it affects people on the industry level. I know people use E3 for like meetings between different companies and that. Maybe it'll make a difference there, but at least from us where we're standing, it's like just bring on the next direct. We're probably gonna get one in February, you know, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely we'll, we'll get all I wanna know is who mm. is gonna be the what is the most anticipated Ubisoft game of the next year? Is it just Dance or <laughs> oh, Mario and Rabbids? Oh. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. That's all. Oh. As long as we have that in some capacity. Gonna wait for, all is gonna well wait for in the summer world. games fest so they start doing those rewards, isn't it? 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> oh, it's going to be something special. I, I, funnily enough, I think they did announce the Summer Games Fest like within a day of the rumours of E3 not happening. Speculating, no. Summer Games Fest were like, yeah, we're going to be here. Well, so... that's, I mean, <laughs> you take advantage of like current trends, I guess. Like... Yeah. <laughs> but that is basically it for the news section. Like I said, not, not too much news for this month. But there have still been a lot of games that we've been playing, so let's move on to our final segment of the podcast, Games Time Baby, where we go into the different games we've been playing. And I'm going to start one off here with, uh, hopefully I can remember stuff because I played this back at the end of December, but the first game I want to talk about is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, which I know Oliver will have some things mm-hmm. to say about as well. And come, I'm, we've both got different perspectives here because, of course, you've played the original and you're coming into it as a remaster. But for me, this was my first time experiencing the game in general, and I've only sort of, in the past year, got into Final Fantasy VII with Remake and the original. But as someone who missed a lot of the Zack stuff in the original Final Fantasy VII, and it sort of flew over my head a little bit, getting to see it play out and getting to learn all of that in this game, I had a really fun time with it. I really enjoyed it overall. It's, you know, it's not like remake levels it still feels like a psp game in a lot of places but that's not a bad thing it's the the changes they have made really make it a lot of fun to play still and do you want to talk a bit about that actually oliver how is it coming into it from the original like how has it been upgraded oh well i mean the, obviously the immediate one is like graphically but like you know that's kind yes. of expected <laughs> looks really good um just down to like the how it handles and just controls Com- combat is fun i mm. liked the combat in reunion um as opposed to like trying to skip it the whole time once i got bored of it in the original version um, <laughs> it felt very it's clunky in the original one i i still kind of liked some aspects of it but they just basically trimmed out a lot of problems and added new stuff to it like mm. even just down to like hey fun dynamic camera controls cool that's fun it d- yeah, it definitely feels a, it. From what I can understand, it's a lot more actiony mm. than the original in in a way, and it, it almost feels like playing remake. Uh, that core bit of combat when you're dodging and blocking and moving around in free space, as well as the visuals, of course. It's sort of it's moving it a bit towards that in a sense, which is interesting because you've still got elements of it where, in terms of like the level structure, you know, it feels quite basic. It's still you can tell that it's based on an older game but when you're getting into playing it it is very fluid like you say it's very natural yeah it's like as, as, as you said it's like any sort of quote-unquote issues are really just stuff at the, like the core level of the original game like outside of rewriting mm. a lot of the bits which could argue be to bit filler sections or slower sections of the game yeah. which is like very large parts of the original um and of course like mm. a plot isn't for everyone i'm quite fond of it personally but i know it doesn't everyone always has like issues of things like oh it's a bit weird or a bit different or <laughs> Nomura but Nomura didn't actually write it but don't tell anyone that <laughs> um, yeah it's it's basically just I, I've always said um, that Crisis Core was like a reason to own a PSP As in, I remember mm. getting my PSP I was out in Australia at the time so it was like 20 Aussie dollars to like buy a friend's second hand PSP picked up uh, Crisis Core and uh, Dissidia Duodecim. That's kind of all I needed. Um, 
Yeah. So it's so with Crisis Core gone, it's like there's not a lot of ways to own a PSP anymore outside of the older Cydia games. Um, but yeah, it was always just a really fun game to get into, and as itself as a prequel, it was sort of like a really good prequel game. You know, every time they announced prequel things, like I remember with Torna, Torna, and it was like, you know, yeah, that was sort of like my point of comparison. And it was like prequel game with like early early versions of like the main cast of the main story like sign me up i am going to be comparing <laughs> it side by side constantly um and if it doesn't meet the standards then it's a failure but not quite like that <laughs> Tor- torn its own thing but at the same time i was there just like crisis core did it better um but yeah it was really fun to go back to it and i still haven't finished yeah. all the missions yet <laughs> i need to go back oh, I've, got, I've got a few left but they do get rather difficult as they get into the higher levels but... yeah it does it does get a bit repetitive at a point i think it's just again the nature of it being a psp game where it's designed for handheld when you play it like a console game in, in like long bursts it starts to show the seams a bit more but i mean you can get it on switch and you can play it in handheld that way especially which is probably a good way to experience it um i think in general like yeah i really loved how it handled the returning stuff I thought all the ways that it connects to the original Final Fantasy VII are, the, are usually the strongest bits of the game for me. Some of the other stuff, the original stuff, does... It, it's very 2007's edgy, <laughs> I guess, in a lot of ways. I and hate that I love Genesis. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, the best, that's the easiest way to put it. I, I can't uh, help but yeah. like him, and it winds me up. It's like, oh, I, I, everything I like about him is the stuff that... <laughs> I shouldn't like it, but I do. Mm. It's it's definitely got that feeling of like, look how deep we are, and like even some of the bits, like you know, we've uh, we've got a character who we're going to compare to an angel. Let's call him Angel. Yeah, you know, it's it's <laughs> there's not much subtlety in its storytelling in that element, but uh, this is still fun, and it's very much of its time, which you can have fun with it. And when it does want to get serious, it does it very well, like. Of course, I won't say any spoilers, but the entire ending section of the game is insanely good. How it merges story and gameplay together. That is a standout moment, for sure. And uh, there are a few moments like that in the game where it really knocks it out of the park. So, I cannot complain. <laughs> I suppose it is almost acting as like... Let me know if I'm wrong in this, but like bridging a gap to show what the next part of the Final Fantasy remake is going to be like. I guess... As far as, like the next big part? As far as, I'm aware, this game? It's, um, as far as I'm aware, like, well, they didn't really change too much of it to like fit with the remake style. That's what they say, mm. at least. Like, outside of the voice oh, actors, really? it's it's okay. it's more... It's basically... They didn't add anything to it to make it fit with remake. Um, it's literally... Again, outside of the voice actors for like some rec- returning characters. Um, yeah. But, right. yeah. Um, well, it remains to be seen, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think at least a big incentive was probably for re- people who have only played Remake to give them more of the backstory on the lore. I think it's given them that opportunity to know more of the stuff because yeah. a lot of people haven't played original Final Fantasy VII um, going into this so and wouldn't have played Crisis Core. So it's nice. I think that was the motive for remaking it. Yeah, probably, it, to, it's uh... good that it's a prequel and it doesn't spoil too much of yeah. the original either. It's like, yeah, the it... stuff that it spoils, it's, I guess it covers stuff in the original that is covered by most of the stuff in Remake. It doesn't like go yeah. to the very ending. So you could play Crisis Core and it wouldn't exactly, it's not going to spoil the ending of the original game. As opposed yeah. to, say, if you went to watch Advent Children without watching 
about playing the game and <laughs> yeah. say, oh, well, Advent Children's a sequel, so we this is what happens afterwards. Well, that's kind yeah. of the magic of prequels, really. You can fit it beforehand. Indeed. Yeah, very very good. Definitely glad they got to try that out. And uh, Kai, why don't you set things off with uh, the next uh, topic? What's your first game you want to talk about? So the first game I want to talk about is something I played on stream, a game demo called Project Eden's Garden. Ooh, uh, mm. As you're both vaguely familiar or possibly more familiar. Mm. So as a bit of backstory, uh, this is a it's a fan game based on the Danganronpa series. Um, there's loads of these types of fan games and normally none of them make it past chapter one, uh, <laughs> let alone being games. So when I saw the trailer about a year and a half ago, I was like, this looks really cool and I'm going to follow the development and fully expect it to fail. Um, but believe it or not, it actually did release a demo last month of, well, I say a demo, it's the prologue chapter and like, wow, for a, I mean, I say for a fan game, even disregarding the fact it's a fan game, it's really good quality. <laughs> like. Um, you know, the, you sort of have the game where you're playing as this main character who's a bit, he's a bit smarmy, you know, he's a bit confident in himself and he meets all these other people who are really good at the thing that they do. Um, and they're all like trapped, figuring out the mystery of why they've been locked in some random place. Uh, and I just think that the prologue demo does a really good job of showing how high quality the game could be. So I, 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 I um... enjoyed it. I only watched the first stream of yours doing it, but if I hadn't have known it was, a, if you hadn't told me it was a fan game, I would have fully believed it was an official release. The quality is definitely there. Yeah, uh, it, I ended up basically being recommended it, sort of playing it as you were about to stream it. And I, I know I'm going to play this myself, uh, so I sort of skipped out on the first stream initially. Um, but yeah, as, as you were saying, like you see the the fan game rompers as they call it. Um, yes. You know, some sometimes it's like. It, they end up releasing a trailer, they do the art for the characters, they show off their talents, and then that's all you see. You see the art, they look to hire voice actors, and at most, if it goes well, they'll make it into like a YouTube series that mm -hmm. might finish the whole thing, but probably won't be released as a game. Whereas, you know, the, you play the demo, and it, you start playing it, it's like, well, this is like, this feels like a game, like the main series yeah. games. Um, and then you get into like the quality of the art, the voice acting, uh, the music, and even down to like the UI and the presentation. So it's it just feels like just one of the games of the series, um, mm -hmm. and is sort of made me want to go back to the old ones while while I'm waiting. Just yeah, it just definitely... seems really good quality. Uh, everything about it was solid. So I'm I'm just really looking forward to seeing like when the full game releases because. Originally, I know they said that they were going to like release it all at once. I think now that they're saying they might do like one chapter at a time, and there's going to be like massive gaps between them, mm. which I'm not a fan of. I... I'd rather just wait for them to release it all at once, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather them be done with the whole thing, I guess. Um, mo mo most because mm. my experience with franchise is like you know, doing a couple of chapters in like a day. And I, you know, four AM gaming session, yeah. you know, because you just get so hooked to it, like like I'm a Ace Attorney, really, but like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. On on the plus side though is that like the demo showed that they've clearly got everything in the game working. Like the engine is good, mm. um, all the text boxes, and especially the trial works because I've heard so many oh, horror goodness, stories about yeah. how to program those trials to work. People can make a visual um, novel uh, nice and easy, uh, and then they yeah. can move around <laughs> the visual novel world nice and easy. When you got to do something different with trials <laughs> which aren't usually in visual novels, then yeah, that's mm-hmm. when people have trouble for it, and so you can't really have a Danganronpa without trials, because that's the whole part of it, and this happened to do it really, really well, and like I said, it feels authentic. Yeah, this is definitely the best a trial has ever looked in these fan games. Um, so because all of that is already there, it kind of tells me that development isn't going to... I mean, it's still going to be like a lot of work, don't get me wrong, but it's clear that like the foundations are already so well made that all they have to do is basically write all the things in and program all the right things in but like the 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 base is definitely there the platform is there that they can now just finish it hopefully because i i really am looking forward to it and i need to start uh making my predictions on what's going to happen because (laughs) i've not done that yet (laughs) yeah definitely looks interesting from what i played i Danganronpa's, now that I'm sort of going through the Ace Attorney and I finished the original trilogy, maybe I'll add that onto my list, but uh, you know, you guys know how the backlog is. It's ever-growing. But Yeah. <laughs> it's natural progression, uh, at least, I guess. Yeah, true. And Oliver, uh, on the note of the ever-growing backlog of games, what is something else oh, you've been playing recently? <laughs> well, sort of less of a backlog and kind of more, I guess, more actively in the front of things I do. Um, mm. I'll keep it small this sort of double feature really of what I've been going up to. Um, speaking of Nier, um, I've been getting a lot into the um, the mobile game, the reincarnation, because that recently finished mm. like it's um, the, it has like an ongoing story arc for the past year and they recently finished that up to outstanding effect and I'm just like okay now what? Um, but that's just <laughs> been really really nice just to get into like I guess I'm personally in that getting a lot more invested into it um, getting access to more like the harder content that I wasn't able to do previously um, that's been mm. that's just been quite fun as an ongoing thing and I guess also um, you know me um, I've been involved in 14 as well Final Fantasy 14 that is recently we had the um, there's a recent patch which added a bunch of new content um, so Alliance raids I quite like that they're like 24 man um, bits of content which are always really impressive um, mm. and it's also been nice recently there's been a new ultimate raid which is like the the highest the super end content which like you know the minimal percentage of people actually managed to clear and it's like designed for the best players yes. in the world we've actually there's actually been the ongoing world first race so people keep track of like um you know who beats it first and there's been a lot of interesting uh, atmosphere and drama around that which is just nice to look into because <laughs> it's like i am not gonna touch this content in several years i don't even think i'm even going to be able to clear it even if i look at it so Oliver, you mean you, you don't want to take Carl for it right now? You don't want to... <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, well, he's actually... I'm pretty sure he's actually um, preparing uh, and he's actually doing some progress on like an older one with some of his other friends. And it's like, okay, I mean, you know, you're an ultimate raider now, mate. You've got no excuse. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just been cool sort of like sitting back and watching things unfold while I do the more casual content. Like... Um, mm. Like I say, do the alliance raids or just do the island sanctuary, which is like a farming sim 
in the game, which is just really cute. And you just make like an island sanctuary and gather resources and look after animals and you know, MLO, yeah. lots of things to do. That's been occupying a lot of my time when I've been able to do things, but I've been having time for other little games as well. So, yeah. I definitely, I, I continually hear so many good things about Final Fantasy fourteen. Not just like in the meme sense, but in, in general as well, like how fun it is. Uh, I wish I was, uh, I, I, I struggled to pay attention with one game for too long, but I hear there's so much variety that maybe that wouldn't be the case in fourteen. so... <laughs> Did, well, um, there's always a, a free trial. <laughs> I have heard about this free trial. <laughs> I, I I could, but like I, I do know of a copy of that stuff by heart, but I'm not going to uh, subject you to that today. Um, well, to quickly change your topic off that before we go down that uh, rabbit hole, I guess I shall move on to my uh, next game I've been talking about uh, that I've been playing this month, and that is Ace Attorney uh, 3. Ooh. Trials and Tribulations. I finally finished the original trilogy, which I've been going through over the past six months or so, a bit longer. And man, they ended on a high note. What a game that was. Oh, it mm-hmm. it doesn't quite get to great Ace Attorney levels for me, but it's it's so damn close, especially that final case. Oh, and the man. fact that I'm saying that about, you know, a game that's fifteen years old as well is high praise in itself. But it just the way it perfectly tells its own story within its own game and it from the first case of that game but also bringing in things from game one and game two as well it sort of takes all the best bits of both things like i am you know i two i thought was sort of a bit of a i enjoyed it a lot but it was a bit weaker i feel like some of the logic in it was a bit iffy and it was a bit overly difficult in places quite punishing they corrected a lot of that in this game. It felt a lot more fair, and it pushed you in the right direction. But it took things from two that I loved, like the Cyclops. You've got Pearl back, who's a great character. Yeah. Of course, um, I didn't even mention... I forgot to mention, I realised, when I mentioned when I was talking about uh, Ace Attorney 2, how I liked Francisco von Karma was a fun prosecutor in that game. Oh. Well, and now we've got uh, Godot in 3. Did I pronounce that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Godot? Godot. Good. I have, Go I'm dot. literally the episode... Yeah, I'm, I'm literally the episode before I meet him in the anime. Ooh. So <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to take a gamble. I'm pretty sure it's God, though. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a really, he really grew on me over the course of the game. I feel like the way he builds up and the way he's counter, you learn about how he fits into the wider picture is really interesting. I mean, if I were to go into spoilers here, we'd be here a while, so I won't go down oh, that yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah. No, I could but, I'd talk um, about the game for hours. Yeah, that... Oh, that final case, man, it is just perfect, isn't it? <laughs> the bridge to turnabout is like, for mm. me, I think like as, as you say, like greatest attorney like works by itself to like build up something over the course of like two whole games. Um, yeah, but I, I think for me, like the whole nostalgia just around the original trilogy. I mean, Trial and Tribulations is just mm. peak case attorney, to be honest. Like you've yeah. got your like you've got your you know it's did the whole spanning case from like case one in that game leads to case i guess also four and five in trial and tribulations you've got some yeah. pretty as the series the series standards the filler episode episodes are quite good too and um, you got some really mm. fun characters in there like uh the wonderful luke at me um yes and uh, <laughs> there's and the whole bunch of that but, and then of course but like the whole thing's involving just everything in the overall cases um from like Dahlia Hawthorne is like mm. one of my favorite characters in the entire Ace Attorney franchise. 
absolutely yeah design alone beautiful theme beautiful and then yeah more stuff like that um i mean speaking of themes music doing it i don't know oh, it's so much good more, like <laughs> yeah the special blend mix of like the whole thing which i you know well it it literally the special blend mix is the thing used in the one trailer which literally got me into the entire franchise um mm. so it's there's a soft spot in in my, in my heart there for trial and tribulations but yeah i will say thank, thanks for like keeping you know keep keeping us informed like you know giving you like sort of running running thoughts and stuff it's really entertaining yes like, in lieu of streaming um you know like, don't don't expect to stream at all but like having a sort of update and mm. knowing where you are at the game like oh you're about to get to this cool point and then i just see yeah. a big block and it's like there's going to be some like gushing in here and it's like yep yeah, there he goes he, he's got to it he's having fun yeah it's been really satisfying it's... and yeah well done you made some good progress no, thank you very much. Thank you for reading it through. It's it's really fun. It's just a fun game to talk about as you play it. Like I can see why why you streamed Greatest Attorney Kai. It's it's that kind of game yeah, where when you have the interactivity, yeah, it's um, it's just nonstop fun. That game. It all three of them like they they nail it on like the characters and the atmosphere of it, the presentation and the humor. The writing is always amazing in it, and that that never stops. But three particularly, just in all areas in the music in the wider story and that it, it sort of nailed each part of it and there were so many moments where it it mixed things up in how you play in this in certain ways that were like oh shit this is so cool it, it constantly had that and there were constantly moments that got me having a stupid smile on my face from like the hype of a certain moment building yep you can think of obviously the, oh. the big final moment in the game uh your final presentation oh. thing you have to present it's so so good so uh yeah in, right. I'm, in general i'm very glad they got into this series and uh please release the rest of them on switch i say this well, every time what, but... what you have to do you have to hunt down a really hard to find copy of apollo justice of a, a physical copy and then about four months later later they release on the eShop. that's what happened with oh, me. No. Uh, oh no they'll release it they'll release, well they'll release it on the switch eShop and Oh, I see. Yeah, so just <laughs> we need someone else to like will it into existence out of just like you know. Yeah. Like, well, I I, um... I want to buy it now, but I've already got it and played it. But now it's on the eShop. It's like, oh, okay. So <laughs> now you, you you have to will it into existence now, Matt. It's your turn. I I have to buy them all on the 3DS eShop so they'll yes. be released on Switch. Precisely. That's the only way. <laughs> Sacrifice you must make for the better, for the better yep. good. The greater good. It, it's for the greater the good. Greater good. <laughs> it's what Phoenix would have wanted. <laughs> But yeah, I great series, and for me, assuming those don't happen soon, the next one I do intend to play is uh, Leighton versus Wright. Um, I'm gonna buy that one on the eShop because that one isn't on mobile like the others oh, are, yeah. so I don't have a last resort um, for that one. So that will be my next venture, probably sometime this year, and then hopefully by the time I'm done with that, the rest of them will follow. But yeah, great series. Um, so thank you, Oliver, of course, for your recommendations. And thank you, Kai, for streaming Great Ace Attorney, which got me to try out the series in the first place. So, <laughs> worked out nicely. But um, what about you, Kai? What's you? You wanted uh, to bring up something else, didn't you? As your second one. Yeah, I thought why not? We'll, we'll slip it in here since I know all of us, of course, have been playing it as well a bit. Uh, thought I'd talk about Civ Six a bit. Um, so Civilization Six, it's a sort of a classic game with its genre and that sort of thing. A um, bunch of us bought it over Christmas because it was on sale for like five quid when it's normally like fifty. Uh, so of course I'm going to pick that up. Um, 
you know, we've, we've, we've been going through a couple of games here and there, and I've done a couple of my own, and yeah, it's just a fun game. Like, it, it was something where at first glance I did not have a clue what was going on, and I still feel like I don't have a clue what's going on. <laughs> Uh, but there's also certain things I, I do know how to do in it, so it's just been fun to like learn the process. You know, I'm all about my strategy games, so it sort of fits right in there. Um, it's, it's been a really fun one to like go through as a multiplayer experience, especially. Yeah, it's, it's been as somebody who doesn't really play a lot of real-time strategy, which I mean, I guess it, it's technically turn-based, um, but it's very different to the strategy games I usually play. I mean, I say strategy games it's uh fire emblem and <laughs> final fantasy tactics yeah. i guess which is again very different games and you know i've enjoyed getting into it and as you say especially with the multiplayer aspect like once i actually figure out what i'm actually doing and don't just get put into a game as soon as i've installed it i'm just like well, what am i how do i control ah! once i actually <laughs> figure it out um yeah it's very quite satisfying it's like slow and meticulous but also kind of therapeutic in a way and then your neighbor wants to declare war and it's just like ah, fine and the barbarians come <laughs> and then the other barbarians it's like i just want to make farms <laughs> i don't want to ah. yeah it's definitely an interesting one just because of course you can play with ai as well but like you know you can have your custom maps your custom game modes even if you're just playing the regular vanilla game there's like a ton of different ways that you can try and do it um, it's not just the same thing every time, and you kind of have to adapt. So uh, it's it's definitely fun to get into all of that and and sort of understand it more as time goes on. Um, so yeah, hopefully it'll keep going for a bit, you know. Yeah, mm. look forward to playing more. With people. Definitely seems like you guys are enjoying yourselves on there. I'll just uh, for for me, I'll um, imagine that clip from Star Wars of Obi Wan going, "Oh no, I'm not brave enough for politics." And uh, that's me in the situation, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it definitely seems like fun. Uh, it's good. It's nice to see a new game sort of reignite the social aspects of the community again. Um, it's always cool when that happens. When something like you know when Smash came out and that was the big thing at the time and whatnot. It's it's always cool to see. Mm-hmm, but uh, on let's let's uh, fit along the game. You were talking about strategy games you enjoy, Oliver. Mm-hmm. Why don't you bring us on to the final game we're going to talk about here? Well, what yeah, else have you yeah. been playing this month? Uh, came out just a few of a week um and that's something i've been really sinking my teeth into is a uh, fire emblem engage um indeed doing my best not to sing that because the opening is in my head <laughs> it's so honestly unapologetically i love it it is Does it say fire emblem engage in the opening song well there is literally like the bridge to the main chorus is like a crowd going emblem engage I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Seriously, like, I've seen so many edits with the opening, like, played alongside, be it, like, you know, any any anime opening, basically. It fits so well. Or just compared to, like, yeah. every single early 2004 kids opening from Card Captors, Duel Masters, you know, the level of that. It's... I don't even want to call it cringe, because that's an... It's generally just fills me with just good energy, I guess. But yeah, it's it, kind of cheesy, but that's not a bad che- thing. Che- so. Cheesy, but like it works really well. Like yeah, and that's sort of the vibe it's, it's going so for. Cool. It, it's not taking itself seriously. I mean, mm. yeah, talking about the game itself, like it's got a good sense of humor um, from very very yeah. early on. Like like the supports as well. It it feels like an older Fire Emblem game in a way. I've compared it to Fates before, and you know, Fates isn't exactly well received in some places, but 
down to the writing, that's about it, because gameplay-wise it's really good. Um, the gameplay of Engage itself is just just really good Fire Emblem gameplay. Um, there's a lot of really fun mechanics, down to like how the weapon triangle works. Um, there's a whole break system, which, you know, if you're at a weapon triangle disadvantage, they, you can actually be disarmed. Um, Do you topple mm. days burst launch and smash, or is that it's, it's there are chain attacks like... in this game? There are actually, yeah, there's chain <laughs> attacks. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's more the case of cer certain units are like backups. So if they're nearby or in attack range, then they'll do like a little attack mm. before the rest of the unit engages. Uh, am I going to get chastised for saying triangle strategy as well? By the way, no, <laughs> triangle strategy is good. <laughs> You're comparing a good a good strategy game to another good strategy game. Like you make a good point. If anything, it's an ins if, if anything, if you like that part, then you'll like that part in the other one. So that's good. But yeah, then just down down to like how it uses old mechanics to the brand new mechanics, uh, like the engage system is ridiculously fun. Um, you know, mm. the whole system of like having like a temporary power form where you've got special abilities and really cinematic attacks um but i think the best part about it which it's not doesn't sort of present itself too well for people outside i know people are a bit put off by the oh it's like a nostalgia fest right it's not really um like no it's sort of i mean my friend used a really weird comparison but i actually am really fond of it it would be like you're playing a zelda game and then the items were talking to you so it's like yeah if you if you what, like if you if you had the master sword and it suddenly like talks to you and was your companion for a game kind of like, imagine yeah like, not, i don't know what they call it yeah know, some, some sort something of... like sky or yeah, like something yeah. that but like say that, you know say I mean? for example like you know you get the hook shot and the hook shot had like a character behind it and it's like well it starts referencing mm -hmm. other games that it was or the, the game it was first introduced in and starts talking about that it's like that's cool um, but also, it's a really good item to use, and I can give it to different people, and they'll use it differently. Um, but it's not like, oh, I have no idea where this item first came from. I'm never going to use it, and I'm not going to understand it. It's mm. a bit, it's a bit of a convoluted explanation. But at the same time, I've played a lot of Fire Emblem games, not all of them, but I've been exposed to a lot of them through like Heroes, for example. So I know who the characters yeah. are. I just haven't played the games for them, so. I still recognize them as good characters and they're good to use in-game. And then it's just a case yeah. that if I see someone I do know, then it's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I know that person. And then, obviously, investment on that side. But yeah, presentation-wise, it looks really good. I mean, that's something that you know, Free Houses was criticized a little bit on because it was a bit, not bland, but Murky, certainly a bit, a bit lacking in the department. Yeah. Whereas it mm -hmm. definitely isn't here, you know. It's so vibrant. <laughs> very, very colourful. Like not, you know, everyone's like, mm. oh, it's like the character design is very colourful. Um, very unique character designs across the board. Um, mm. To like the battle animations are really, really impressive. Like everyone's got like a unique crit animation. I've, I yes. will say on that, I've been seeing those clips of like I, I, when you like fight the the the, the ring characters. Yeah. Um, in that world, and there's just been fights where like no one hits each other. And as comical as it is, the animations look yeah, really good. Yeah, there's, there's like a there's like a, a friendly skirmish arena. Basically, you pick a character you want to you want to train with and get some experience, and it drops a random character in your army. So you right. so, yes. so it could be like okay, I'm going to train my cavalier uh, character. He's he's pretty strong. He hits hits quite hard, and it drops the like mage you get at the start of the game that you haven't touched <laughs> since. And it's like this will be a fair fight. Oh, never mind, just. 
<laughs> you look at the damage numbers. It's like zero, zero, zero yeah. percent, twenty percent chance to hit, one percent crit. They get one shot, but then other times it's like, all right, I'm going to do this, and it's like, oh, it's being put against an emblem. So it's like, how does this person fare up against uh, emblem Edelgard? No, they don't. Oh, one no. shot. <laughs> um, but you still get experience through it. And but yeah, it's just been really satisfying, really fun. Like it doesn't take. A long time in between missions like Freehouse as well as like the whole Somniel um, home base thing. There's a lot of things to do around it but none of them feel essential. You yeah. can spend a lot of time into it if you want but also you don't have to. The supports are just there for fun. Um, and like I said, presentation looks great and soundtrack is just <clears throat> incredible. Oh great. Like yeah. <laughs> across the board from like remixes and like medleys which you know, feel like they should be in a Warriors game with, like, how hard they mm. go. And then there's, like, the dynamic music where it goes from, like, you know, the map to the battle sequences that just shifts perfectly to just yeah. very different things. Like, um, you know how, like, there's a few a few tracks in Free Houses where it's just like, this sounds insane. Why is this in a, final, in a, in a fantasy game? This doesn't sound like a fantasy mm. game music. There's a load of just yes. different things like that. Like, um, one of the boss themes is just, like something like techno jojo is the best way i've heard it described and it's like <laughs> this is incredible this shouldn't fit but this fits so well it's yeah. just really good presentation and it's a case of like if you liked fire emblem games um if you like the fire emblem parts of free houses or you liked all the fire emblem games then it's just more of that just with really good polish mm. and presentation and even when people say the story is like, oh, it's a bit basic, it's like, it is kind of, but it's also not either. It's actually done some interesting stuff so far. So I've not finished it myself. I think I'm about like two thirds of the way through it. Um, yeah. But I've been enjoying it so far and it's really just been eating up all my time when I've been able to. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing it myself as well. And I actually, I am the perspective of someone who's only played three houses. Um, and I played the first hour of Sacred Stones like four times and never been able to get into it. I will one day. But uh, this, it's bas I'm basically just a Free Houses fan coming into this. And it's uh, like, it's different. And I do, you know, I, I did enjoy a lot of the sort of school aspects, or the academy aspects and going back and training between missions. Some people found that cumbersome. I, I quite like that part of it. And I, I do miss that a bit. And, you know, the, the Somniel is, the tasks can be a bit, bland but you can always you miss you don't have to do them as well they're more optional here but i really like what this game does do and the story is like there's a lot of it's so bright and there's a lot of personality and character to it it's although it does feel a bit more you know we're not talking about like political war here it's more yeah there's a big bad guy it's a bit more simplistic but it definitely has twists and turns and moments that keep you interested and invested in the characters as you said, the gameplay is really smooth and really the visuals and the areas you explore are really pretty looking. And I'm just, I'm enjoying something different. You know, it, it's not exactly what Free Houses was, but that's not a problem because what it is, is great. I enjoy both of them for their own sort of different flares. Um, my only thing is I'm struggling with that we talked about a bit beforehand is whereas Free Houses segmented it into different routes. So I pick Golden Deer. I'll just use all the Golden Deer team and I can get in a few extras this time around, there are so many characters I can't keep up with, and I'm constantly seeing like, you look really awesome, but I don't have room for you. Yeah. And I got to know you for one mission, but now I'm going to have to bench you. And I do hate doing that. But uh, replayability, I suppose. That's sort of always been a thing in 
Fire Emblem games. Yeah. Whether it's roots or not, it's still there in that sense. Um, it, it harkens yeah. back to the old ones where, I mean, I've, I think of like, I mean, it wasn't too long ago they released the uh, like, port of a Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, the original one in the mm. NES, where yeah. it was a case of you get so many characters and it's literally a case of like, all right, this is clearly a replacement for the archer that's probably dead by now. Um, this is a replacement for the cavaliers that are probably dead by now. This is a, you know, they just keep giving you characters. <laughs> yeah. If you still, if you still have the old one, then you don't use the new one. But that's, mm. you know, at the end of the day, you know, Fire Emblem has permadeath, and it's good for that. We were throwing a lot of characters at, at your way in case anything horrible goes wrong. Makes I've, sense. Thankfully, you've got the whole rewind function, so you can avoid that. But it's. There's been times where I've like run out of charges on it, and I and I just have to play super defensively and safe, because it's like I don't want to <laughs> yeah. like restart this like past forty minutes I've been spending on this really long chapter. Oh goodness! I mean, it's really satisfying when you get to pull it off. That's it. Yeah, it's been quite challenging as well. It's certainly not easy. I've been playing on hard mode, um, at least hard classic mode. Um, I'm yeah. aware. I, I've I don't know how easy normal is, but it's. The challenge is there. Like some hard modes in the games aren't mm. really that noticeable, um, but this is definitely something which has given me a good challenge. And like, it feels like some of the older like GBA games in some cases with like the level of intensity they can get to. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing on normal, and it's it's sort of it feels quite right for me at least where I'm at. It's um, I'm never I'm always on top of things. Like it's very rare that something feels obnoxious, but. At the same time, I'm not just sweeping through the maps. I have to strategize. I'm always very careful about where I place my units at the start of battle and whatnot. And then mm. it, it still it still takes skill and time to do it right, even on normal. You know, it's not too easy. It's uh, so it seems to be balanced pretty well. Um, and I mean, I've still things to be honest. After this, I might even ask you a few things, Oliver, because I don't know everything. I'm definitely some things. I'm like I have no idea what this means in certain stats and stuff, <laughs> but. I'm not having a problem with it, and that's why I'm playing on normal, and it's balanced for that. So it's uh, it's all going pretty well, and yeah, I'll I'll probably be talking about it more next month when I finished it because mm. uh, I feel like there's definitely a lot more for me to dig into in this game. It's it's been really fun time. There's a lot to it, yeah. Definitely, it's good that the game's been well received because uh, mm. of course, in the lead up to the game, it was a lot of sort of oh, it's toothpaste protagonist and. That's about it. Like oh, that's like the main thing of like, yeah, oh, no one's gonna like it. But then it's good that it's actually you know had good um, sort of reviews and stuff because it shows, yeah, they're still doing a decent job. Oh yeah, it's like game gameplay's like I say, it's Fire Emblem is Fire Emblem. The gameplay's been the same sort of system. It's just a case of the refinements to it, and it mm. is like I say, probably when it comes to the challenge of it, but down to the mechanics, it is. It's just good, a good Fire Emblem game. Like, out, yeah. it, you might not be too fond of like, oh, the characters are like a bit one note because they've got the big personality trait which they revolve around. I kind of like that about the older games, and it's good to see mm. like the amount of supports they have and how they interact with each other. But when it comes to just the gameplay of the combat, it's just a good Fire Emblem game. Uh, That's yeah, good. and if you if, if you've liked Fire Emblem games, like I say. The only way I wouldn't recommend it is like if you the only thing you liked about Free Houses was the academy bit because there's not a lot yeah. as much as that. If you weren't too fond right. of the actual gameplay of the um, Fire Emblem, then you're probably not going to enjoy it. But if you did like it, then there's so much there for you. So please 
Yeah, give, give it a look if you're curious. Basically, it's it's good good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm keeping like mostly. I mean, I don't mind spoilers, but I'm keeping mostly blind on it so far, just in case I do get around to it. So, well, because considering yeah. considering what I know about you, um, I feel like you'd probably like mesh with it quite well, honestly. I mm. I kind of enjoyed uh, Echo Shadow of Valencia, so there's that. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I you... found it fun. Yeah, well, that's that's a very gameplay intensive one, so. It is. <laughs> so if, if, if you're, yeah, if you like the aspects in that, then it, it functions differently. Like every game has functioned differently with like how certain things mm-hmm. interact and how weapon types work. But at the end of the day, fire in one game, good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that does bring us to the end of this discussion. Uh, a lot of games there. That was a good time. Uh, thank you, Oliver, for joining us for this. Thank oh, you. Uh, so it was a lot of fun talking with me. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem. We're definitely, uh, definitely uh, looking forward to having you back at some point whenever the right moment strikes. Please do. But until then, where else can people find you at, Oliver? Oh, uh, well, as mentioned all the way at the beginning, I technically do do streams now. So I've got a, mm. I occasionally stream on Twitch, like a couple of times a week, maybe like Wednesdays, Thursdays. Uh, that's over at Draconian underscore Valley. I play old video games from like the early two thousands. Like I recently finished Sonic Heroes. Um, yes, that was fun to play. Um, and <laughs> now I'm back to um, playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky. Um, but I think I might, honestly, by the time I finish Fire Emblem, I might give Engage a go and try and use like different characters this time. Um, yeah, that might be something to get going. So, yeah, variety games. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, def- definitely check that out. We'll, of course, put a link in the description below if you want yeah. to check out the channel. Please do so. Me and Kai will often be found there. Yeah. And uh, also, Kai, where else can people find you? Uh, they can find me also over at Twitch, um, at Draconian underscore Valley. Uh, stream on Wednesdays. But no, um, first <laughs> uh I'm just streaming Mondays at the moment. I'm doing Inazuma 11, which uh, I'll probably talk about next month. Um mm. So, you know, having a fun time there, it's a good game. Uh, also on YouTube, um, the Xenoblade 3 highlights are still coming out. I think when this releases, there will only be like a couple episodes of the main series left. It's um, getting there. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be, that'll be quite fun. So uh, yeah, all of that's happening and let's see how it goes. Absolutely. And of course, a big thank you to our friend Sam who makes our channel thumbnails for all the videos as well as our logo. There'll be a link to his Twitter below as well as all of Kai's stuff in the description as always. And thank you to you audience for watching and sticking with us. Of course, we'll continue to release more monthly podcasts and we might have more special guests on throughout. We'll see who's next. And as well as that, we will be reacting to any of the directs that come out, hopefully a February one and more Xenoblade 3 content as its DLC and stuff releases. We've, we've made many Xenoblade videos and they will continue over time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, stick around for that and we will see you all in the next video. Goodbye and take care. See you. Take care.